The Beacon, celebrating when God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable. Hey, well, good morning. My name is Steve Woods, and I'm the host of The Beacon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have in studio with me Jeff Blake from Phoenix Christian, who is the sponsor of The Beacon. Jeff, good morning. Welcome. Good morning to you from Phoenix Christian. <laughs> and this morning... Jeff and I are just delighted because God has provided a treat for us and for you, the listener, as well. We have as our special guest, uh, really an Arizona institution at an Arizona institution, and that's Tim Reed of Arizona Christian University. The president of Arizona Christian University says just that, that Tim Reed is an Arizona Christian University institution. That is, that's quite a title to live up to, Tim. Thank you for being on the show. It's great to be here, and God is doing some great things at ACU right now, and uh, good to uh, share with you this morning. Well, we're delighted to have you, and it wasn't, wasn't that long ago that you and I were at a social gathering together, really in promotion of Christian education out in the West Valley of Phoenix, and you had an opportunity to talk about your perspective, God's faithfulness, what God's doing in your life at that, and man, I was just captivated. So when, uh, when I was able to get your number off the bathroom wall at the gas station at the corner and <laughs> get in touch with you. I was so thankful that you agreed to be on the show. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to be here. My wife and I both were very fortunate to be raised in solid Christian homes with great marriages, and we came to our commitment to Christ through our families, and uh, we've both been in Christian education for nearly 40 years, and and uh, being able to uh, impact young lives has been uh, just a, a tremendous uh, joy for us. While, while ours is a relatively new friendship, I enjoy the friendship with, I would say, probably scores of students that have come through, uh, cross paths with you at Arizona Christian University. I know Jeff does too. And, you know, I'm not sure exactly what that contract is like between you and them, if you have compromising photos or whatever, but they sure <laughs> seem to be fans of yours. And, and it's really neat to see the legacy that lives out in their lives through the investment that you have made in them. Well, thank you very much. It's it's very humbling after all these years to to realize that God uses imperfect people to uh, to make an impact on other people's lives, and uh, so it's been a, a tremendous time uh, making disciples, training leaders, watching these students graduate, uh, get married, have kids, go out and be productive uh, in society, and transform culture with truth by the way they live and what they say and what they get involved. Yeah, it's, it's just amazing. Let's, let's go back a little closer to the beginning of the season of ministry that you're now concluding. We'll talk a little bit about that, and we'll talk about what's next later in the show, but take us back to the beginning. I mean, talk a little bit about your family. I know uh, your wife's name is Dixie, right? Yeah, Dixie and I met uh, at Cornerstone University in Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, back in the 70s, and uh, our hairdos were quite different, and uh, <laughs> the clothes that we wore back then uh, finally came back into, uh, you know, existence. But then people realized I was crazy, and uh, but uh, those were some great days, and uh, we fell in love. Uh, we uh, loved God, had vision uh, for both wanting to help and impact, you know, young lives, and and it was crazy how out of you know very unusual circumstances ended up moving to Tucson, Arizona. The old from, Pueblo from the Midwest, and yeah. so we spent the first nine years there uh, ministering and teaching, and and uh, and then the last uh, thirty plus here in Phoenix, you know, at Arizona Christian University, formerly Southwestern College. So it's been uh, quite a journey, uh, 
a lot of fun. And uh, I've been one of those fortunate people that have been able to do the things that I love to do and, uh, and really feel like you're making an impact. And then to see the multiplication go out. And even last night, got a text from a 2001 graduate, um, just, you know, thanking us for being involved in their, in their life and letting us know what their new nonprofit is doing. And it's just exciting day after day to, to be able to know that you played a little bit of a role uh, in their lives, knowing that they had to make the right choices. Um, and I always feel like our job is to create an environment, um, but they still have to make the right choices and move forward. But what an exciting to, to be involved in their wedding and, and uh, to be involved in their uh, going to grad school and in their first job and things like that. It's kind of fun. <laughs> Man, so over 30 years, I mean, can you articulate, can you, can you speculate on the, the number of events of a significant life event, maybe weddings and other things that you've done like that? Is it just? Uh... Yeah, it's, it's the good and the bad. You know, we've done a number yeah. of uh, family funerals. Obviously, sure. we've done a number of um, even some of my own student funerals, mm. which is really hard for me. When, when you're in a small institution, you really get to know the students well. You love them deeply. Uh, you know all about their life and uh, but on the positive side you have a chance to help uh, some get out of addiction some I uh, you know uh, begin to to deal with uh, what it's like to be in a healthy relationship and then help them with their wedding or um, like I said before you know helping them get into grad school or or their first job and watching them blossom I mean there's so many things like that you know life uh, events and uh, I'm kind of known around the school for, you know, being a, a junkie when it comes to uh, athletic events and music events and things like that. And I've always felt like um, my addition to the school was uh, what I call relational ministry of being mm -hmm. there uh, in the highs and the lows. Um, you know, I do a lot of counseling and a lot of prayer times with students at games and, and uh, after concerts and things like that. So these are the kind of the fun things that um, these are important to the student. And a lot of times as teachers, we're caught up in teaching the, the X's and O's and we forget that we need to step out and get involved uh, in the important parts of their life. Yeah, it's amazing. I, again, I know uh, many that, that have uh, had the opportunity to gain a relationship with you. Uh, personally through their time on campus at ACU. And I think most of them would say uh, that they learned a lot from you and, and that some of the time that was in the classroom, which is to say that that, that uh, investment is just uh, holistic in, in the relationship side of things. And, and that's the part when they've forgotten some of the, the minor details of the P's and Q's, they're gonna yeah. remember uh, just how much you care, how much you love them, how, how much you hurt for them when they hurt. And, uh, and I know that's just impactful. So 30 years is an incredible span for anybody in any field. Uh, coming into Southwestern and now having it be ACU, how do you encapsulate the transition and the things you've seen God do at the institution over that period of time and, and bring us forward to today a little bit and where you see the campus. Yeah. I really appreciate President Munsell and his vision and his leadership. And, and then as, as many of you have heard the transition from our, you know, 20 ish acre campus to a 68 acre campus out Incredible. in Dale and the chance to blossom and grow from there and our uh, workings with ASU on that process. And, 
it's just been a, a, a miracle um, to be able to, to be in a place where we can put in all the athletic fields where we have room to grow, um, a huge library, huge uh, uh, cafeteria and things that we had needed there. And, and so that was a miracle in itself. But as far as coming back to uh, as we grow numerically, we still want to keep that close-knit family uh, relational thing. And I learned that from one of my mentors, uh, Howard Hendricks, mm. um, who used to say, uh, you impress people from a distance, but you impact them up close. And a lot of times what happens in education and other types of service is it's more of a distance that we're impressing people. Um, but he wants us to get close. And when you look at the life of Jesus, um, he took his disciples out in the wilderness. He spent time with them. He rubbed off on them. Uh, in the original language, that rubbing off really meant to get under the skin, to get close enough with someone uh, to where they could really rub off their life onto yours. And in following Jesus' discipling um, philosophy and in, in the ministry that he had, um, this is something that Howard used uh, with many of us and then us returning that to uh, the students that we have. And, and he used to challenge us that who we are is more important than what we do. Mm. We needed to become someone significant, that we needed to work on being men and women of character that can make a difference. Not perfect people, but people that are strong and uh, that people would want to follow somewhere. And so I think that's a huge thing that we're working on becoming some uh, men and women of character, people that uh, people would look up to, but then also uh, crossing over because there is a fear of getting close to students and letting them know who we really are, that we are weak and, and we are just like them. And, uh, and I think sometimes in teaching and ministry, we're afraid to get close because they'll see who we really are. So I, I thank God for pushing me on that to uh, let them realize that I'm human being. I don't hang out all my dirty laundry, but I have them see who I really am and the struggles that I have in my life, that I'm not perfect and that I need uh, my faith and I need a relationship with God to, to really uh, bring me through. So it's just been an unbelievable run and, uh, and we feel like the greatest days for ACU are ahead. And uh, so I'm excited just about what's happening over there. Well, there's so much to be excited about, and we're excited for you, and we're excited with ACU, and we're excited uh, just to see how God's going to continue to to do things that maybe only God can do, so that only God can get that credit and the and the glory. And uh, you know, the relational aspect of that, as I listen to you talk, the word that keeps running through my head is, you just uh, you have a uh, um, God's given you a gift relationally for just being authentic for being, you know, sincere in the relationships that you enjoy with so many over such a long period of time. And I think that's the platform for impact uh, that happens when you are close enough to rub off, uh, you know, one another. And I think that's just a great word picture. And, and yeah, you know, I appreciate you bringing that up because it's, it's humbling on my side. As, mm -hmm. as you get older, um, you realize that, you know, so many things you would have done differently and, and you do, you get smarter as you go, but but I also realize that it's important uh, for people, you know, to walk out of my classroom and walk out of my chapel, not thinking, man, that dude is a genius. He's, he's so smart. He's so such a great communicator. Uh, I, I could never be like that. Mm. I, I really wanted and prayed for a commitment that it would be this, that they would walk out of my class saying, wow, if God can use that guy, he can use me. 
That's and, it. And That's it. I think I've accomplished that. Uh, <laughs> so we have that accidentally. So we, I think we have that prayer in common. I pray all the time. It's like, Lord, if you really can use anybody, would you please prove it by using a knucklehead like me? And yeah. now I can say a knucklehead like me and a, and a guy like Tim. So yeah, and it's, it's just, again, Tim, if you're, if you're just tuning in, listening, we have Tim Reed from ACU, really cool season in his life. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you for being a part of this first segment. We're going to break away. But when we come back in this second segment, Man, you're going to hear a story about a three-foot fall of Tim's own daughter on a mission trip in Romania. Three-story, yeah, all the way from three the foot. top of the roof. <laughs> said three-foot. Three-story is a way bigger story. So come on yes, back. Thanks for tuning into The Beacon. <laughs> The Beacon is presented by Phoenix Christian, a school celebrating excellence in education since 1949. Learn more at phoenixchristian.org. Hey, well, welcome back to The Beacon. My name is Steve Woods, your host. Uh, we're proud to be aired here on 960 The Patriot, also available at phoenixchristian.org forward slash beacon. And of course, on SoundCloud, you can listen as well. In studio with me today, Jeff Blake of Phoenix Christian and also Tim Reed from Arizona Christian University. And Tim, I just thank you again for being available to, uh, to join us on the program this morning. It's great to be here and heard great things about you and the show. So keep up the great work. <laughs> Thanks so much. So uh, one of the things that as we record today is a reality globally is this pandemic of coronavirus. And, you know, it's one of those things that didn't come up in the first segment. And I think that's okay, because while it doesn't define our reality, it's a big part of the reality for so many across the world right now. And of course, the campus is, you know, cleared out the chapels that you normally have weekly, you can't gather as a large group, talk to us a little bit about the adjustments and maybe what God's teaching you and, and the rest of us through, uh, through this season. Yeah, this is a crazy time in all my 60 plus years of being on the earth. I've, I haven't seen anything like this. And, and most people that I talk to that even older than me haven't. Uh, but I want to say to your listeners out there, thank you for taking it serious. Thank you for doing your part. Thank you for caring for those uh, that are uh, have lost loved ones and that have loved ones in the hospital. Continue to pray, continue to give blood, continue to volunteer at the St. Mary's Food Bank, continue to uh, look to the elderly that are in your neighborhood and around you uh, that are struggling or maybe can't go to the grocery store let's do our part. One thing that I feel uh, Christians and, and just people per se in America, that when the chips are down, we're going to come out of the woodwork and we're going to help people. And so amidst all this craziness, I see so much positive happening and I see people showing love and spreading joy. And on our campus, what we've done is we've gone obviously to taping our chapels and, and having Zoom Bible studies and different things like that. But we are actually reading through the book of Philippians, which the theme is joy amidst adverse circumstances, written by Paul, who was actually under house arrest back then. Uh, how did we know that this would be as relational as it is today? But I want to encourage you to, to daily choose joy in the midst of all the craziness. Don't let people or 
or circumstances ruin your day. Uh, I always say to my students, if we make poor choices and, and bad things happen, then we need to confess that to God and get forgiveness and, and, and we need to live and learn and change and grow. But in a situation like this, which is out of our control, not something that we have done, um, this is a time for us to pray and to do our part, but also to sit back and go, wow, God, this is going to be great to see how you work through this mess. And so there's a, a sense of faith and a sense of trust and a sense of hope that is out there. So I want to spill that over on you because a lot of times we think, wow, look at all the great things that were happening at Phoenix Christian and at ACU and other places around. And then all of a sudden this hits. It seems like the devil's winning. Uh, no, the devil's not going to win because nothing catches God off guard. And he will work something positive through this. And I always say to my students, the greater the challenge, the greater the reward. We're going to see a great reward from this if we do our part. And this reminds me of a story that you and I were talking about before about how we were expecting something really wonderful about my daughter going to Romania uh, some years ago to uh, serve the poor and make a difference there with the hurting and the elderly. And she was working on top of a roof and fell off three-story roof. Um, and when we first got the phone call, we didn't know if she was gonna live or die. And then the next phone call, we didn't know if she was gonna be paralyzed or what. But in the end, uh, God had worked this in a very unusual way, and it doesn't always happen like this. Um, but when my wife and her friend were walking down the uh, hallway uh, of the hospital uh, just a couple days later, um, kind of crying and worrying what was going to happen as they got about halfway down that hallway, they could hear um, my daughter singing, How Great Is Our God. And... Um, they just began to melt and as they got into the room and they got around her and prayed over her. Um, and then we began to see God heal her body, but also by the end, she was able to say to us, uh, look at all the people that I've been able to help while I was in the hospital. Right. God brought me to Romanian people, not to Romania. Right. Um, and she used this opportunity in a great and mighty way. God did used her to impact thousands of people in Romania uh, because everybody kept hearing about the American girl in the hospital that fell and and how she had been healed and everything that went on and and so again folks out there realize what we have limited vision on mm -hmm. what God has planned for something this this big of a mess so we must have something really unbelievable that's going to come out the other end so stay positive and and read the book of Philippians and choose joy as my daughter did and God brought uh, much fruit and much reward through that. It's so encouraging, Tim, and it's such an incredible story and such a, a good example of really what this program was intended to be about and how God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable for the sake of his kingdom, for the sake of his glory, for the sake of the Romanian people who came in contact uh, with this, this young, young adult you know, who was there for a purpose and whose purpose there was accomplished differently than anybody would have imagined, certainly would have asked for. And, and, and indeed, uh, you know, uh, problems present opportunities, you know, and, and if, we, if we can uh, keep our head focused and our, on our eyes and our heart on the Lord uh, during difficult circumstances, waiting 
with enthusiastic expe expectation. Well, we don't know what, we don't know how, we don't know when, but we know you. And we know that you have a history, a track record that is bulletproof of using circumstances that maybe we wouldn't choose. You bet. Usually we wouldn't wish upon somebody else. No, and we're doing this together, like yeah. you and I and your team there and, and the people that are listening out there. I always say to our ACU, our, what we call our Firestorm family, is we're better together. We're better together. We can do this together. And it reminds me of the story of uh, my uh, granddaughter was born in the Dominican Republic with special needs. Mm. And my son-in-law and my daughter had to explain to their two sons, six and four, uh, just how she, you know, little Ariana was going to be different. And their response as kids was totally unexpected. They went back into their bedroom and a few minutes came out and they had their superhero outfits on mm. with their capes. And they went to the hospital and they got a picture of them running down the hallway um, with their capes flying and they jump into bed with Ariana and, and love her and encourage her and help her. And it reminds me that, you know, we can respond two different ways to these kind of crisis. We can crawl up in a ball and, and live in fear and frustration, or we can come out of the woodwork and we can put on our superhero outfits and we can go love and care and spread joy and hope and reach out, but we are better together and we will get through this together in the power of God, but also the power of community. Hey, that'll preach, Tim. That's good stuff right there. Listen, uh, listeners, that thank you for tuning in. We're so glad to have and, and thankful to have Tim on the program today. Catch this next segment where you find out how God uses something as simple as shoes to change the world. The Beacon is made possible by Phoenix Christian and listeners like you. Hey, well, welcome back. I want to thank you again for tuning into The Beacon today. We are thrilled and honored to have as our guest, Tim Reed from Arizona Christian University, also in studio with us, Jeff Blake, who we'll hear from a little bit later in the program. And uh, I just want to invite you, if you're listening, and you have been, as we celebrate uh, a year now of uh, doing the program this month, uh, it is, uh, it's really cool to hear from listeners at feedback at beaconradioshow.com. Love to, to get some input and some feedback from you. Uh, so Tim, I, again, today, we're so thankful to have you. As we mentioned, it's, a, it's an odd season for the world and for, uh, for, for everybody. Uh, I think about the verse in Proverbs that says, the mind of a man plans his ways, but the Lord orders our steps. And we just talked about your daughter's story in Romania and how that was something completely different and yet something that was exponentially more impactful than her time there could have been uh, imagined to be. Uh, God's on the throne, man. Yes, it's, it's uh, crazy to see what's happening, but we, we know that uh, God's strength and power will bring us through, and each day we want to choose joy and stay positive. And uh, I was thinking about this when we were going through a struggle uh, at ACU with some of our students and I uh, brought in a friend of mine from the Grove Church down in Chandler. He's a great friend, and he ministers all over the world and has a real passion for the poor and the hurting. And he was sharing about how his church um, does a shoe Sunday where they bring shoes, and um, they uh, 
drop them off and then they package them up and he takes them on the next mission trip and all of that kind of stuff. And, and he never really challenged my students to be involved in it. But at the very end of chapel, um, we're singing a song and one of my little girls is sitting up at the top. She starts to wander her way down mm. and she comes across in front of me and she just looks at me and I kind of nod at her and she slips her shoes off and she steps out of them and she moves over and she begins to pray. Hmm. And from her one person movement out of you know 700 kids uh, in chapel, um, all of a sudden, a few minutes later, I hear some movement coming out of the bleacher over on the left side and then the right. And uh, in, when it was all said and done, um, players were bringing their coaches down and kids were dropping off. And so we had 500 plus pairs of shoes that we sprayed out and cleaned up and bagged up and uh, sent with him on his trip. And it really made a huge difference in the village there in Africa where he went. And I was thinking about it as he and I were sh sharing after uh, that it's different when you have time to plan mm -hmm. <laughs> for stuff and you can bring the shoes that you want to bring. And uh, this was a totally spontaneous, spontaneous thing, whatever they wore. And I remember one of my girls walked by me and she has my crazy sense of humor. And she said, this was powerful, but you could have let me know because I just gave away a $250 pair. She says, <laughs> and, uh, and so we were laughing just about the spontaneous giving of college students. And people say, how, you, how have you stayed in youth ministry for 40 plus years? I love these kids. I pray for these kids. I go to their activities. I believe in what they're doing. And, and sometimes parents will say, how are you so patient with these kids? I said, well, I was a bigger knothead in college than they were. And, and, and God turned me around and used me. Uh, God's going to use them. So I'm not going to give up on them. I, I'm going to believe in them and I'm going to help them through the process. But even in the midst of this crisis that we're facing, I'm hearing story after story yeah. of our people praying and being creative and coming up with new ideas to help the hurting. And uh, isn't that really being the hands and feet of Jesus, of not just talking the faith, but out there doing something to make a difference? Well, and, and I love that the prayer is the precursor so often uh, in scripture, in your story in Romania, in the, the shoe story, like just that, that seeking God's face and saying, look, Lord, again, we know that you're up to something. We don't, may not know exactly what it is, but, but I always pray, Lord, remember who you're dealing with. And, and I ask you to put it on the bottom shelf. So somebody like me can figure out what Amen. my part can be, how you can be generous through me, how you can, you can use me today doesn't need to be a grand program doesn't need to be a four-point outline just i'm here i'm available and you know we talk about mentors like howard Hendricks and others that that we've all benefited from and and one that i appreciate is larry wright who yes. you know would say so often god isn't nearly as interested in your ability as he is in what your availability yes and uh and you know that's just it uh, uh, yeah I just think that that in this season, um, you don't have to look too hard to find somebody who's doing something that's meaningful. Listen, as we kind of wrap up this mm -hmm. short segment, uh, we're going to come into our, our final segment next. And I want to invite the listeners to come back because we're going to talk a little bit about um, not just where ACU is, not just the 30-year career and the way God's used Tim there, 
But what's next? What's coming next in this season of ministry for Tim and his family and AC? Yeah. Thank you again for tuning in today. Awesome. Phoenix Christian believes strongly in its rich history and bright future. Now equipping students from pre-K through 12th grade. Learn how you can help continue its legacy of Christ-centered education at phoenixchristian.org forward slash support. You're listening to The Beacon, presented by Phoenix Christian. Well, hey, well, welcome back again to The Beacon today, where we are pleased uh, and grateful and, uh, and enthused to have Tim Reed from Arizona Christian University. Tim's crossing a threshold in his career of 30 years of ministry at what was initially Southwestern Bible College, became Arizona Christian University. And uh, for 30 years in, in full-time and in a variety of capacities uh, with the school, I know, you know, as a faculty member, as a department chair, as uh, currently serving as the campus chaplain, Tim, Man, what is it like to reflect on on those years and this transition uh, from that to uh, what you're going to talk about next, which is that part-time alumni engagement capacity? Yeah, it's been a, a fun and wild ride, and I've enjoyed every That's minute of it. And uh, when you love God and you love students and you want to impact their lives, you you it, you know that it's going to be dirty at times and it's going to be uh, exciting at times and fun at times. But the bottom line is you want to get in the trenches with these kids and see their lives changed and so yeah, it's very humbling to think back 40 years of full-time ministry, 30 years at the school and uh, to see uh, what God has done. And I, and I know uh, I'm uh, stepping aside due to some health issues of my own and, and my grandkids. And I'm gonna focus on that for a little while. And then uh, I'm gonna be helping the school uh, raise scholarship money for the students and also uh, be able to keep in touch with so many of the alumni that I'm close with uh, so that they can uh, see the new campus, see uh, the new vision, uh, that they can see the, the great job that President Munsell and the team has done in moving forward. So we're really excited about this next phase. I'll probably be spending a lot of time uh, in Dominican Republic, where my daughter, oldest daughter is a missionary. Um, we'll be spending some time here as my son runs a nonprofit for uh, veterans uh, that are struggling. And uh, so we have grandkids in the valley and, and lots of friends here, but um, we still have a heart to make disciples, to help the hurting, to minister to the poor. So we know we're not ready to kind of hit the rocking chair yet. And uh, even though I do have a spot on Lake Michigan up there that I could go to, I really uh, want to stay busy. Uh, I know that's uh, what God has put in my heart. So thank you for inviting me today. Yeah. And, uh, the great you know, job you're doing with this show and developing it. And then also, if I can throw in my two cents on Phoenix Christian, um, through my 30 years at the school, I've been able to go down there and speak in chapel. I've been able to develop relationships with staff and faculty. Some of our graduates have worked there. Mm -hmm. uh, some of your graduates have come to our school. So we've had a good relationship. Um, there are a number of good schools in town that are maybe closer to where they live, but I want you to know that we believe in what you're doing there and uh, continue the, the great work and in investing in students' lives. Also recently, one of the uh, heartbeats that my wife and I have had is, is helping international students, uh, foreign exchange students. So we actually 
um, had two students live with us for seven straight years. And then we helped with a group of 15 to 30 each year. And, uh, and I knew that Phoenix Christian was reaching out uh, to this population as well, which I think is a great opportunity. And then obviously the sports program and different things like that. So what I would say is to, uh, thank you to your teachers and staff, uh, continue to stay Christ focused and in, in teaching the word and discipling these young men and women to go on to good colleges like ours and others where they can make a difference for Christ. Well, thank you so much for your kind remarks, Jeff. I'm going to let you respond to that. Well, just an enormous expression of gratitude and just compelled by Tim and your message and your vision, your commitment to international family speaks to me personally. We're proud to stand with Arizona Christian. We believe in you. And um, most notably, I think we most recently hired Andy Marufo, who is a proud graduate of Arizona Christian University. Yes. And Andy has been nothing short of a miracle in the reinvigoration of our fine arts program. That's awesome. And the beauty that he brings. And so he brings the heart. He speaks so highly of Arizona Christian and his experience there. Um, and so, yeah, I'm actually mindful of a number of our teachers yeah. that are just tremendous impacts on our campus because of the influence they had through Arizona Christian. So thank you for that. You bet. Well, it's been super cool for me, uh, you know, like you and Arizona Christian, I'm a bit of a athletic and event junkie at, at Phoenix Christian. And so to get to watch uh, you know, football players and a basketball player who's there currently from PC and I think a softball player in the wings and some track, some folks in track that have gone on to have the opportunity to compete at the collegiate level through Arizona Christian has been a great joy for, for me personally. And I'm just so excited about what God's doing with the new campus and the way that was orchestrated by his hand and to see how uh, God's going to continue to, to, to grow and bless, uh, you know, the, the ministry uh, that has been so profound over such a long period of time. And uh, you know, just the, the, the horizon is, is really bright. I mean, we're in the midst uh, collectively of kind of a, kind of an odd time where it feels like uh, it would be easy to pump the brakes or put things on hold or to go into our little cave or corner and, and uh, kind of hermit this thing out. And there's a, there's room for being socially distant. That's an appropriate behavior, but I'm not sure we're supposed to stop living or, or planning for the next day. I think it's important for us to, to have plans and then hold them in an open hand before a God who may just choose to change them in a way that he sees fit. You bet. And this is a time where, <coughs> excuse me, the, uh, I did cover my mouth with my arm on that. <laughs> Good job. The, uh, this is a time for us to, to realize that we can look at it as a plague or we can look at it as an opportunity to help those that are in need. And uh, so again, as I said in segment two, um, let's continue to pray. Let's continue to, to uh, encourage the families that have been hit with, with, uh, death and struggle and and uh, let's do our part with with uh, giving blood and, and giving time with the food banks and, and let's do what we can do on our side to be able to help during this crisis and uh, and God uh, uh, people will look to God during this time it seems like when we're busy with sports and busy with it, all of the stuff with work and everything our marriage suffers. You know, we need to have that date night. We need to have that time alone to work on our marriage. We need to have our time with our children, even individually, as well as together. Um, 
and not while we're on our phone and they're watching TV. Um, mm -hmm. We need to have um, time to uh, read and time to refuel. And uh, as you know, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what goes in our mind comes out our life. It's very important that we're feasting on the word of God because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. If you want to say no to temptation, understand the will of God, uh, be able to have the strength to do the things that God has called you to share the gospel boldly. Uh, we need to be in the word because out of the abundance of our mind, our heart, the mouth speaks. And we want to be able to speak uh, the message of hope. And so I encourage people to use this time uh, for hikes and hiking and biking and, and looking at creation and developing their relationship with God and their faith and not feeling judged about where they're at, but to take steps forward and to not allow uh, people's uh, inconsistency and hypocrisy uh, to keep them from doing it. I've, I have a lot of people say, well, I don't go to church because of this and that. And I always say, this is a personal thing. You, you, you base Christianity on Jesus and Jesus alone, not on the people uh, that say that they're a part of his camp, because sometimes we're the flakiest and uh, you don't base faith on that. You focus on Jesus. You look unto him, the author and finisher of your faith. You follow him in discipleship. Another thing that I would say is during this time, I've always challenged my students to have a Paul, a Timothy and a Barnabas in their life someone stronger in the faith that they can meet with consistently that will help them with their attitude, with their time in the word, with their, uh, uh, their time on the internet, um, other accountabilities that they need to have, uh, someone stronger in the faith, a Timothy, someone who's younger in the faith that you can invest in and, um, and in impact and, and answer their questions. You don't have to be perfect to be able to, to minister to a Timothy. And then also a Barnabas, someone around our age that's just an encourager mm -hmm. to help us through the struggles of life. So I encourage you to, to use this discipling process, this mentorship, this accountability uh, during this time so that we can be the men and women of character that God has called us to be so that we can bear fruit uh, out there and allow the Holy Spirit to bring the fruit of love, joy, peace to the world as we go. And so keep this positivity amongst all the craziness that's out there and realizing what greater the challenge, the greater the reward, realizing that God's not caught off guard. He will help right. us through. And we want to be his hands and feet to help the world in the midst of this crisis. Tim, it's fantastic. <clears throat> it's fantastic. That's so that's, that's such a great place to land uh, as we kind of conclude this part of the conversation, because everybody within the sound of our voice, whether they're listening currently or they're listening a year from now mm -hmm. nobody lives in a vacuum all of us are connected to somebody and if we can be mindful of hey who is it that when i turn around i see back there following me and be, take the initiative to say it's a phone call it's a text hey what's going on with you how can i pray for you how can i encourage you that barnabas in our life to do life together whether it's in a small group setting or a relationship setting to have that and certainly to have those people that are a little farther down the road with than we are, either with life or spiritually, that we can go to and say, hey, I'm coming up on this. What did you learn in that season of your life? And, and, and that's a great takeaway. I hope the listeners will take that to heart. Uh, man, I, again, I want to thank you for your investment uh, of time this morning and for your investment in the lives of so many. It's an honor to have had you on the program. And 
and Jeff, I mean, we've done a number of these programs. I've lost track of the count, but but this is fast becoming one of my favorite. Uh, let's let's ex extend some gratitude to Tim again and, and just underscore wrap it up for our listeners, if you would, today. Give us an idea of what's going on at PC as well. No, I appreciate that, Steve. And Steve, thanks for your leadership. And Tim, we're, we're blessed. And um, going into the show, Steve and I were even speaking as recently this, this week that this is a theme of encouragement. Our listeners need encouragement. And it just, it just bubbles out of you organically. And we can tell where you've been spending your time. And I'm personally challenged to, to open back up the book of Philippians. And Tim, as um, someone who's invested a lot of time in Phoenix Christian myself, you're an example to me. Uh, you're, you're one of those mentors um, that I'm just getting to spend the, the time with you. I've known about you for a distance for a long time. And I'm just blessed and honored to be able to sit here in my corner and to listen to your heart, and I'm encouraged um, for the challenges that are ahead of, ahead of my day. You know, Tim, I, I want to just touch on one thing on a personal note. Um, you mentioned a grandchild with special needs. I have a son with some special needs, and for the next 13 years of his life, he'll have some reconstructive surgery. Um, but my wife has coined a term in that injury with our son, and it's perfect imperfection, and that uh, yeah. we love him, we see him beautifully as he is now, um, but we also know that God's working in him and, and changing him. And, and I know that he's doing the same in our lives through all of the challenges. And as we engage in this, in this journey of um, COVID-19 and the curveball that has thrown educational institutions, it feels imperfect, but I go, God is doing something. And there's some perfection in the imperfection. And no. just this week, I was touched. Our, I'm so proud of our faculty and staff. They've rallied in a way that I don't even have words or the time to articulate here. But on Wednesday of this week, I watched about 250 plus cars roll through our, our parking lots in our elementary school and our middle school and high school as students, as parents came in to pick up um, packets of work and God provided Phoenix Christian with about 150, 160 pieces of um, individual technologies. We we're able to hand out to our families, computer tablets and, and Chromebooks. Mm -hmm. And for those familiar with the biblical story, it, it has truly felt like loaves and fishes and how yeah. God has provided for the unique needs here at, at Phoenix Christian. And so our students are set up, virtual chapels are on the way, um, yeah. classrooms are on the way, our prayers are with our parents, but it's an exciting time. Hey, thanks guys. Hey Tim, thank you again. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. I hope you've been encouraged and I hope you will be encouraged get in the word, get into the uh, the hikes and get a chance to see the creativity of God. We appreciate you for tuning in. We appreciate the uh, Phoenix Christian for sponsoring the Beacon. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you again next time. Yeah, come and visit us at ACU. Yeah, go see them. <laughs>